morning, and welcome to Mast Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show with your question or personal problem as you're trying to live out your faith and be a more loving Christian person, or maybe make up a good Lenten resolution that will transform your heart so that you will be another Christ by Easter, give me a call. The number is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. How do we respond with love? How do we respond when we are wounded by others? How do we heal when we are wounded by others? Or maybe we're the one that's hurting other people. Or maybe we're frustrated by seeing all the pain that's around us in the world. Well, we have an inspiring show for you today, no matter what your position of love. So give us a call. Your calls drive the show today, and the Holy Spirit hopefully guides us. You decide what the topics are. I get to talk in the beginning. I Actually, I'm going to talk about something that we might have as a Lenten resolution, and uh, more of those uh, sins of the tongue that we need to talk about getting healed. Um, maybe because Jesus, yesterday he healed a man with a speech impediment. I was thinking and meditating on, hmm, our speech impediments might not be a lisp. It might be a sin. And then second hour, I'm pretty excited. We're going to talk about the new book from Sophia Institute Press, Litanies of the Heart, uh, um, that is a beautiful blend of prayer and psychology and scripture on relieving post-traumatic stress and calming anxiety um, by Dr. Jerry Crete. Um, hopefully we can get him on here top of the second hour and talk more about his book. But for now... Give us a call around that, before that, after that. Give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. This is Colleen Kelly-Mast. I'm a certified life coach, a retreat speaker, a regular speaker. I've got quite a few more speaking engagements coming up now that I've was just on Jim and Joy last week. It uh, brought that into the light. People are finally saying, yes, we want love, Ed. Yes, we want to learn more about how to teach our kids about love in this confused world. So I'm the author of Love and Life of Sex Respect and the new Love, Ed video discussion program. You can go to my Facebook fan page, Colleen Kelly Mast, and I put links to that EWTN show that I that I presented with Jim and Joy when they interviewed me for At Home with Jim and Joy. So at my Facebook fan page, Colleen Kelly Mast, you can go watch the show again or find it on YouTube. Um, So I uh, am also, as I mentioned, Sex Respect, Love and Life, A Christian Sexual Morality Guide for Teens. I have a master's degree in health education, honorary doctorate in humane letters. I have teaching certificates in science, health, theology, and physical education. I've taught all those subjects at almost every grade level. And I was a guest on uh, TV shows like Oprah and Geraldo in 60 Minutes and Mother Angelica live while she was still alive. I was invited to the Vatican by Pope John Paul II's Pontifical Council for the Family to present my Love and Life program because it already matched the church teaching. So I've got a lot of academic background and a lot of experience here, but mostly 
I'm the mother of five adult children, and I grew up in the uh, second oldest of nine children. So a lot of that life experience. I've been married way over 40 years now, coming almost on 50. We got married right after college. And uh, I became a life coach to help you more. So people that need more than seven or eight minutes on their, for their question on the air can contact me through my website, Respect the number four, the letter U.com, respect for you.com. But for now, stay tuned with us here today for some free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. Maybe you're facing a personal problem. We can look at your options, some solutions. What would Jesus do? What can you do not to be wounded anymore? Or if you're wounding someone else, how do you stop that when you think you're out of control? What action steps do you need to take? Realizing that your mind controls your emotions. You know, maybe your the judgments um, or a past emotion is affecting your response. Or maybe it's something physical. Maybe you're irritable with your wife because... You eat Snickers bars and drink pop all day and your blood sugar levels are so off. Or maybe you don't eat enough vegetables and your nerve endings are not complete. And so no matter how many times you confess that, it might be a physical problem. So we can deal with the whole person here. So stay tuned for some free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective and call in. Even if your problem is caused by someone else, we maybe can change the way you respond to them and find some peace for yourself. The number is 877 877- 573-7825-877-5-PEP-TALK. Call now. Our call screener, Melissa, will take your name and your where you're calling from and the topic of your question. And she'll put you on the board and send it over to me. So our show is produced over there in Michigan by Ave Maria Radio in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And Melissa is our call screener and engineer today. So say hi to Melissa and greet her kindly with your first name, where you're calling from or what station you're listening to, and the title of your topic. And we will take you as you come. This is Colleen Kelly Mass. You're listening to Catholic Radio, and this is Mass to Peel. We have two big things coming up this week. Well, more than two big things. You know how it is to be Catholic. We've got things to celebrate and uh, things to get excited about and things to get angry about sometimes (laughs) as well. Um, But we look at an interesting time when Ash Wednesday is the same as Valentine's Day. So those of you that choose food to celebrate Valentine's Day, Go out to eat and have your own Mardi Gras on Tuesday. Or maybe you want to choose something other than food, like a loving act or a foot massage for your spouse or bringing flowers that smell wonderful. But let's look at love. How do we grow our love, both in Lent um, and for Valentine's Day? So I want to read some of the funnies that I've read at some of my talks that always make me laugh about what little kids say love is. So, because this was done by a group of professional people that posed this question to four, five, six, seven, and eight-year-olds, and they were asked, what does love mean? And so, the answers they got were actually more profound than we could have imagined. So, Rebecca, an eight-year-old, said, when my grandmother got arthritis, she couldn't bend over and paint her toenails anymore. So my grandfather does it for her all the time, even when his hands have arthritis too. That's love, Rebecca said. Okay, maybe you can do that for Valentine's Day. Maybe you can do it every day for love. Okay, Billy, age four, says, When someone loves you, the way they say your name is different. 
You just know that your name is safe in their mouth. Think about that. Is your spouse or your child or your parents' name safe in your mouth? Or do you only proclaim their name when you are angry? Say their name with love. So Billy, age four, says when someone loves you, the way they say your name is different. Do you say that name with great affection of the people that you say you love and act like it? Use that tone of voice. Okay, Carl, age five, says, what is love? Love is when a girl puts on perfume and a boy puts on shaving cologne and they go out and smell each other. That's something you can do on Valentine's Day, go out and smell each other. Chrissy, age six, says, love is when you go out to eat and give somebody most of your french fries without making them give you any of theirs. If you're too stingy to do that and you're struggling with generosity, give me a call. I can help you with a plan for almost any virtue. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. T-A-L-K with your question or personal problem. Terry, age four, said, love is what makes you smile when you're tired. Think about that. The people that you say you love, are you making them smile when they're tired? Or do you just walk away and think, you're cranky, I'm getting away from you? How do you love? Danny, age eight, said, love is when mommy makes coffee for my daddy, and she takes a sip before giving it to him to make sure the taste is okay. Bobby, who's age seven, said, I love this one. Love is what's in the room with you at Christmas when you stop opening presents and just listen. Do you bring love into your home? In the the prayer of the Holy Spirit, we say, Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and things will be created and you'll renew the face of the earth. So are you creating love in your home? Are you creating an atmosphere of love so that somebody could just stop and be quiet and listen in your home and they would feel the love? That's what Bobby, age seven, said you can do with love. Okay, Nika, age six, says, if you want to learn to love better, you should start with a friend you hate. Oh, boy. That's the same thing Jesus said. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Maybe that's what you need to do for Valentine's Day and or Lent. How can I show love to someone that I think I hate? But God loves them. How can I show God's love to someone that he loves? Thanks, Nika, age six. Noelle, age seven, said, Love is when you tell a guy you like his shirt and then he wears it every day. My mom said that when, um, one time that she was working and my dad wasn't, which was unusual because she was a stay-at-home mom. But this is when they were first married. And he took a can of uh, French Boyardee, Chef Boyardee spaghetti and added some chopped onion to it. And she said it was delicious. So every time he made lunch for her, <laughs> he made the same thing again. Reminded me of that. Okay. Um, Tommy, age six, says, love is like a little old woman and a little old man who are still friends even after they know each other so well. Some of you out there are that age. Some of you out there listening are little old woman and little old man. Are you still friends after you know each other so well? Can you really love each other? Okay, Cindy, age 8, said, What is love? 
during my piano recital, she says, I was on stage and I was scared. I looked at all the people watching me and saw my daddy waving and smiling, and he was the only one doing that, and I wasn't scared anymore. And Claire, age six, said, My mommy loves me more than anybody. You don't see anyone else kissing me to sleep at night. Okay, who do you kiss to sleep at night? A picture of Jesus. <laughs> if you live alone. Do you have someone that you can affirm and love each night? Okay, someone also just called in, 877-573-7825, and said, could you please ask Sean from last week to call in and give us the name of the restaurant that opened for him and his handicapped son. I remember he called last weekend, and a lady called back, and hoping he would call and give the name of the restaurant, because other people in Michigan want to go there. So if you're with us today, Sean, I remember that last week. He, Sean from Michigan, he had a 23-year-old son, and this we were talking about kindness and acts of kindness, and, and he said that restaurants stayed open and just served and waited on him because they go there regularly, and even though it was a snowstorm and they, all the stores were closing, they stayed open. So other people want to know what that restaurant is, so if somebody knows which restaurant it is, call us, and other people want to give them support. And you give us a call now. You support the show. You decide what the topics are today. Call us with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's Mass Appeal is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. And we'll be back with your calls in just a moment. CMF Curo is a Catholic health care ministry providing families nationwide with a better solution centered around whole health, spirit, mind, and body. Our members share their medical burdens within a faith-filled community. At CMF Curo, our members have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and other health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. It's time for Family Man with Dr. Gregory Popcha. Too often we parents get so caught up in the day-to-day grind of family life, appointments, chores, emails, and so on, that we don't spend enough time on our most important job, spiritually parenting our kids. What is spiritual parenting? It's nothing more than capturing our kids' hearts and then doing what we can to bring their hearts to God. The Liturgy of Domestic Church Life provides the rituals and routines we need to be good spiritual parents, prioritizing family time, being extravagant in our affection and affirmation, serving one another generously and cheerfully, and practicing gentle discipleship discipline. Ultimately, spiritual parenting is about helping our kids recognize their inherent worth so that they, in turn, can love God and others wholeheartedly. To find out more about spiritual parenting, check out our books, Parenting Your Kids with Grace and Parenting Your Teens and Tweens with Grace, or visit CatholicHOM.com. I'm Dr. Greg Potchak, but you can call me Family Man. To discover more ways faith can enrich your life, visit CatholicCounselors.com. Vanessa Denhagarmo here, inviting you to tune into Epiphany. We're made to praise God and celebrate our faith. I want to encourage listeners to connect, communicate, and collaborate with the faith community. Life is a journey, and along the way, we have those Epiphany moments that bring us closer to Christ. Please partner with me and celebrate the diversity of our Catholic Church. Epiphany, weekdays at noon, only on Ave Maria Radio. Thank you. 
Welcome to Mass to Peel, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. Whether you are wounded or hurting, or you're happy and joyful, or maybe you are hurting others, um, we have some inspiration here for you today with the questions or personal problems. Maybe there's something you're trying to overcome and you're looking for a good Latin resolution to overcome your lying or manipulating or divisiveness or argumentativeness or pride or gossip or complaining or some indiscretion or maybe you want to share with us a wonderful story of a good Lenten resolution that you've used that changed your life as well and you also want to listen for top of the second hour we hope to have uh, Dr. Jerry Treat on with a book called his new book Litanies of the Heart Relieving Post-Traumatic Stress and Calming Anxiety Through Healing Our Parts um, a beautiful uh, book that blends um, scripture and psychology and prayer. So we're going to talk to him, hopefully, at the top of the second hour. But for now, your calls drive the show. You decide what the topics are, first hour, and after we talk to Dr. Jerry, second hour. The number is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. I look forward to your call, whether it's about your relationship with God, your relationship with yourself or others. Okay, our first caller is from Illinois. Welcome, neighbor from Illinois, on my home state here. You're on the air now, anonymous. Um, so, Andy or Annie, not sure. Um, you're on the air now, Andy, anonymous. So, go ahead with your question today. How can I help you? Yeah, my mom died two weeks ago. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. And now. She lived with me and I took care of her. And now I'm just dealing with all this guilt and regret of the times that I was impatient or mm. short-tempered with her. Mm. It's just eating away at me. Mm. I mean, I wasn't always like that, but there were times that I was. And mm. now I, I wish I could turn back the clock. Mm. Okay. Well... I'll call you Andy for Andy Anonymous. Um, first of all, just please accept my sympathy at the loss of your mother. I mean, to lose a mother is sad. Even if she was a mean mother, it's it's sad to lose your mother. And it's even sadder when we have guilt and regret, um, which is... Um, it's a horrible burden to carry because we cannot go backwards in time. But we can be with God, who's, who is timeless in his mercy and timeless in his understanding. And so the, the God has given us, through his son Jesus Christ, the beautiful sacrament of reconciliation. And if we really appreciate and live that sacrament well, by tonight, Andy, all of your guilt and regret can be gone what might be left would be the emotions attached to that the sadness the sorrow some of the grief um, but these are not mortal sins impatience and irritability they're venial sins quite often committed out of weakness or out of exhaustion or as you say impatience um, but these are sins that are certainly forgivable and that God understands and so the first thing you can do is to 
be spiritually healed. And the second thing, we'll talk about the emotions attached to it. So um, are you Catholic, first of all, Andy? Yes. Okay, great. All right, and are you familiar with going to confession? Do you go regularly or at least once yeah, a year? Yeah, familiar? Okay, good, good. Okay, so you probably confess those things as you went along, and now you want to do the real big one, like the, the general confession, like just say maybe even make an appointment or get at the end of the line, unless Father's going to say the 5 o'clock Mass, um, and, or if there's confessions this morning, um, as I said, or if you need an appointment, get a line and just go in, bless me, Father, I have sinned. My last confession was whenever. For you, it's maybe a month. For somebody else, it's 50 years, you know. But but you tell them when your last confession was and just say, I'm feeling a lot of guilt and regret, you know, due to uh, my impatience or irritability um, and caring for my mother. And I am so, so sorry. Uh, for doing this because I can't apologize to her while I'm gone. So I just I want to do, to be healed of this. And he'll ask you know he'll, if you want to say any other other sins you can, and he will give you absolution. You know you'll say your act of contrition. He'll give you absolution and he'll do your he'll ask you to do a penance. And some people are are just really pleased and healed by the particular penance that they're given by the priest. And that is how God designed the sacrament of reconciliation. But some people also want to do some reparation. And reparation is just how to repair the damage with God or others. So right now, you can't go back and repair the damage with your mom, but you can pray for your mom. You can have masses offered for her. Make sure she doesn't hang out in purgatory too long and go straight into heaven. So if you want to make up something for your mom and do, do, do some reparation, She's going to know that you're praying for her. She's going to know that you had perpetual masses offered for her. She's going to know that you have the Easter Sunday Mass for her intentions. Um, She's going to know if you say the Divine Mercy Chaplet for you. So what you can do to repair the damage since she's gone is to pray for her, offer uh, litanies for her. Um, You can uh, do certain prayers of indulgence. You can go to the Divine Mercy um, on the Divine Mercy prayers that are usually the Sunday after Easter Sunday. You can go to Holy Week services this year and offer everything up for her. So what you can offer her is your prayers. And this this will heal you because you praying for her is going to heal that division that was caused by your impatience and it will heal the it will heal the emotions attached to that guilt that you're going to be relieved of when you go to confession so first uh, c- confess any guilt regret any impatience anytime you sinned against her if you um yelled at her or or you know any any sin that you can um, and confess and know that God loves you, He forgives you, He understands you, He's forgiven it, it's gone. But if you want to, for your own self and for the sake of your relationship with your mom, do some reparation to repair the damage of that, your prayers for her would be a great, great gift. And then you might look at that and see what can I learn from this, Andy? You can look and say, hmm. Maybe God is asking me to be more patient, more kind, more generous, less irritable, uh, less cantankerous, uh, less divisive. Like is God, see if God is calling you to be a new person. And that will make all, offering all this up, this will make um, your mom joyful. She'll be so happy. She'll say, yeah, my life 
is worthwhile. And so was my death. Because in my death, my son learned how to be more patient. You know, see what I mean? So Jesus Christ rose from the dead to redeem all things and make all things new. And he can make you new rather than you ruminating or feeling sorry for yourself or about the regret that you had with your parents. So do you see how, so, how Jesus, who rose from the dead, he died from the cross and rose from the dead, can take any death and turn it into a resurrection. And he can do this for you as well. So confession, repairing the damage, growing in patience and kindness and generosity. Who knows, maybe he'll have you take care of someone else, one of your siblings or aunts or uncles in their death, and you can even make up the difference. Or maybe you know some of the sacrifices that you're going to make are going to make a huge difference to your, your mom's uh, getting in heaven from purgatory. So think of all the things that you can do rather than being regretful of what you didn't do. Let God heal that through the sacrament of reconciliation and then do the reparation that the Holy Spirit calls you to do. And do know, Andy, that what you did was a wonderful thing. Taking care of a sick parent, taking care of a dying parent is a grace-filled activity. So don't dwell on your, your guilt and regret. Take those to the confessional, do your reparation, and enjoy the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, who makes all things new. So thank you for the call. God bless you. Thank you. You're welcome. You call too. Give me a call with your question or personal problem, maybe even guilt and regrets. I cannot forgive sins unless it isn't really a sin. Then I can tell you, you don't have to feel guilty about that. Or I'll tell you when you need to go to confession. 877-573-7825. Welcome to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. This is Colleen Kelly Mast, life coach, author, speaker, mother, sister, wife, cousin. Actually, today I get to go to my niece's confirmation, so I'm excited about my twin nieces being confirmed. And, uh, and congratulations to all those that are being confirmed uh, today, um, whether we know them or not. What a beautiful sacrament that brings us all these gifts that we have to use, these gifts of wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord. So that we follow, we create our life, create our day, create the atmosphere around us, create our relationships out of not just our feelings, but out of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Some people, and even our, our first caller, you know, was wrapped up in his feelings. And people do that today. We, instead of processing feelings, we just live for them. But So if you feel bad about something, just know that feelings are... Indicators. They're just indicators of pleasure or pain. They're not your moral conscience. Um, they're not your mind. <laughs> they are just indicators. And uh, I read this message just, uh, that it just flies around the Internet. I think I read it on Facebook or Instagram or one of those. But it was supposed to be a funny But it isn't funny when you think of it, and it's about that follow your heart. And I talked about this a couple months ago. I I had a a saying that someone had sent me on that, but follow your heart has ended more marriages 
caused more addictions, mutilated more bodies, destroyed more souls, and ended more lives than any phrase you can imagine. It's one of hell's most effective slogans. Don't follow your heart. Follow the one who created it. So you can find that anywhere on a Christian site. I just typed in right now, follow your heart has caused... And uh, it just popped up, so you can find it too. Um, and so the, and I'm not saving it. So unless you want me to post it, then you'll have to email me. I'll post it on my Facebook fan page if I can get on there again. So, but I'm going to confirmation after the show. So anyway, follow your heart has ended more marriages, caused more addictions, mutilated more bodies, destroyed more souls, and ended more lives than you can imagine. It's one of hell's most effective slogans. Don't follow your heart. Follow the one who created it. I also heard a, a priest say that. Um, Another one of hell's most effective slogans um, that one of the devil's favorite songs is, I did it my way. So if you're doing it my way and following your heart, ooh, not sure that's a good idea. So follow your conscience. Follow the one who created your heart. Follow God. He's got some basic Ten Commandments. He gives us spiritual works of mercy, corporal works of mercy, beatitudes. He asks us to take our love to the next level, not just lust, but, but love, and pray for your enemies. He gives us the truth through science, through his creation, through other people. So let's think about how we can follow God better this Lent or love more this Valentine's Day. And give us a call with your question or personal problem as you're trying to be more like Christ. The number is 877, or maybe you're just trying to survive, 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. Annie Anonymous is next from Wisconsin for dating advice. Oh, my favorite, one of my many favorite subjects. I had um, an adult formation coordinator call me this week for my second favorite subject, and he said, his uh, theology of the body for engaged couples canceled at the last minute. He wanted to know if I could do the talk. I'm like, oh, I could do that in my sleep. Engaged couples, I did that every month for 10 years, teaching them theology of the body. So he said, oh, I'm so relieved. Well, I'm so happy. Okay, Annie from Wisconsin, Annie Anonymous, you need some dating advice. You're on the air now. What's your question? Okay. Hello, Kelly. Hello. Um. Hi, this is my first time listening to your show. Um, I just wanted to, like, kind of share my experience and ask about some dating tips. So it's like I'm in my I'm in my 30s, mid 30s. I'm a female, and um, when I was much younger, like I struggled with a lot of health issues, mm-hmm. and I really wasn't ready for for dating and marriage. And so the guys that were coming then, I just couldn't hold on to a relationship. But right now, in my mid-30s, I, it's like they're not even coming at all anymore. Like, I don't even get asked out. Mm. It's really kind of almost like I'm invisible, kind of. Mm. And it's, it's really been a challenge because I've been struggling with some loneliness. Although I count mm-hmm. my blessings and mm-hmm. I have a good job, um, I'm... Um, I'm healthy, like my health has bounced back to a large extent. I still manage with health challenges, but I'm much, much better. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Okay. Yeah, so certain things are working for me, and I'm in a happy space. I try to go to mass on Sundays and keep up with prayers. Um, but the dating arena has been really hard, and I just wonder, like, is there are there any tips you could give me, maybe to meet people? Yeah. I don't know. I I think it's it's been really challenging. Yeah, that is. Okay, I've got some ideas for you. And people in their 30s, believe it or not, is uh, that a lot of people do meet on some of the Catholic sites, Catholic Match, CatholicSingles.com. Uh, so a lot of people try those, and they actually can find people in their area. There's some people that are totally against them, but a lot of people find somebody because they're, they're already screened for you. You type in on those sites what, you know, you can put your picture in and you say what you believe in or what you don't believe in and whether it's Catholic Match or Catholic Singles or maybe there's another one out there I'm not thinking of now that somebody wants to call in about. You put in your information and they match you with some people and you just get to know them maybe through Zoom on the internet or call them on the phone and then decide if you want to get together after you get to know them a bit. So a lot of people do that. Another thing that you can do in your area is find out where other young adults your age hang out. What do they do? There's probably a a parish somewhere in your diocese that has a young adult, oh, maybe service club or young adult social or young adult Bible study, young adult theology on tap. Um, find out where other Catholic uh, singles are hanging out and then let get the word out. Let people know. Do you know any young people my age? Maybe if there isn't something that you have, start something um, at, your, at your church, at your parish, uh, Bible study for young singles. We did that at, at one of the parishes I was at. Um, so find a way to gather people, go find them, let them know you're available, and then at work you can say, hey, um, do you know any you know, single guys, you know, in their 30s. That, um, and so if people know that you're looking, um, people love helping others out. Like they, there's some people that love being matchmakers. And just say, you know, I don't know if I'm, you know, looking for a permanent spouse, but I know I'm just looking for some companionship for now. You don't make a commitment to everybody that you go out with. But people start doing that. I have a friend who was a lawyer and didn't marry till his 30s, and he made a list of the top 10 qualities he wanted in a woman. He took that to the Adoration Chapel, offered that to God, and said, Lord, I will not even date someone unless they have all these ten qualities. And he told his friends what those qualities were. He told them to go find them somebody with all those qualities. And he met the most wonderful woman. They're married now with four children. So make that list. Give it to God. Tell people what you're looking for. And uh, and then enjoy learning about others and find that right person for you. If God wants that, he will bring you the person. When did the tradition of confirmation begin? From the time of the first Pentecost, in order to fulfill Christ's will, the apostles administered the laying on of hands to the newly baptized. This imparts the Spirit, which completes the grace of baptism. The imposition of hands is recognized as the origin of confirmation. Very early in the church, anointing with oil, called chrism, was added to the laying on of hands. In the Eastern Church, it is called chrismation. The name Christian means anointed, calling to mind Jesus, whom the Father anointed with the Holy Spirit at his baptism in the Jordan. 
This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. You're listening to Ave Maria Radio. Ave Maria Radio. There's a fine line between being informed and something being none of my business. In Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, he tells them to live a quiet life, earn their own living, and mind their own business, because in this way, you will win the respect of those who are not believers, and you will not have to depend on anyone for what you need. I picked the word organized in 2020 to focus on as part of my resolve to get organized. In 2021, the word I picked was focus, to first focus on Jesus, my family, our business, and our own lives. I'm a recovering news junkie, and I read and consume news that is necessary for the work that I do. I don't engage in political feuding on social media, and I also make a concerted effort not to engage in idle gossip. I sometimes fail. But before I engage in conversation, whether it be in person or online, I first ask myself, is this any of my business? This has been a Christ Center communication message. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo, a communications evangelist and host of Epiphany. to Mass to Peel, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective by calling this toll-free number, 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. Call now. There are lines open waiting to hear from you. Melissa is our call screener today. If you're a first-time caller, you just dial that toll-free number, 877 7825. She will answer the phone, tell you you've reached Ave Maria Radio and Mass Appeal. You tell her your first name and where you're calling from, like what radio station or what city, and then the topic of your question, and she'll write it up on the computer board, and I'll see when it's your turn. So next is Jesus from Oregon. Welcome to the show, Jesus. How can I help you today? Uh, good morning. Good I am morning. calling from Oregon. And I'm actually on Tri-Cities, Washington, so that's where I get your radio signal. Oh, nice. I, I drive trucks. I, I start early this morning, like around 3, about uh, 2 Pacific time. Oh, my. So my question is, that my, my wife and I, we get along really good uh, most of the time, but she gets very irritated very easily. Uh, for anything I say, so lately I even am afraid of bringing uh, any other conversation because I'm thinking she's going to take it the wrong way. Mm. And uh, we've been together for 20 years. I had a divorce earlier, uh, previous to that. So, and like I said, just last night, I, she was delayed at a meeting and I had to go to bed because I had to get up at 2 and we, she didn't go to bed till 11. I said, look, I got to get some sleep, otherwise I'll be... A wreck out there. Yeah. So, so that was all kind of worked up this morning, and I just heard you radio, and this first time I hear you. <laughs> okay. So here we are, ready to help you with your problem. Okay, good. Appreciate well, it. You're welcome. Okay, so um, what you want to do is be more proactive instead of reactive. And you want to address concerns so you aren't, like, walking on eggshells. That's a, a saying, you know, of just, like, being careful of everything you say. So number one would be, before you ever speak, always think of being kind. 
Think of anything that you can say that is affirming and good. And if you love your wife, you don't want to criticize her. You don't want to be sarcastic. You don't want to make any cutting or divisive comments. So any words that you offer in your house should be words that unify, not divide. And that is a key for all married couples. So if, if you speak only kind words to her... She's going to be less defensive about things. So first of all, be kind. Um, secondly, be open with her in that some things you do have to talk about. You can't just shove them under the rug. You need to stop, plan a conversation. And actually what my husband and I have learned is not to, to speak and throw words across a room or from room to room. If we have something important to talk about, we have to sit down and face each other and have a conversation. Because it's easy to throw words around and, and say things that maybe you don't really mean or say things quickly or re- react instead of respond um, when you're just walking by or in or out. But when you, want to, to, when you want to connect with somebody, you want to look at them, you want to face them. And so have regular conversations. That's part of being proactive. So maybe each um, day, whether it's dinner time or breakfast time, whatever time you, pray, you, whatever time you spend together, go ahead and ask, is there, is there anything I can do to help you feel loved more today and she might be this is the first time you ask her she probably has a list of I asked you to do this and this and this and you just say okay thank you um, and you accept that and you just say could you give me what's the first one what's the, the priority and I'll do that today so what you want to do is be open about um, being willing and, and generous and, um, and loving her and, and giving her acts of love and sitting down and then talking about things that are divisive so you might instead of arguing at the moment or if she gets offended by something easily you want to apologize like if there's something you just said yesterday Jesus and she's like oh I like it and then you say okay let's talk about this when when we're both home from work or when we're sitting at lunch or or dinner just and then just start with an apology to say I'm so sorry that that what I said yesterday hurt your feelings or that I couldn't talk to you yesterday because I was so tired. And then ask for her forgiveness. Say, can you please forgive me for that? I am sorry. So asking for forgiveness and apologizing for whatever you did can go a long way. So apologize and ask for forgiveness of anything that you did wrong. And then ask, what can I do? to repair the damage and as I said the first couple times you say that um, they a person that is deeply offended or has been offended for a long time or is emotionally distraught with your presence is going to give you a litany and yell at you but just take that bear that wrong patiently as a spiritual work of mercy would say to say well you're probably right at least for half of those things and then she might say, here, I'm right for all of those things. And say, okay, you're right for all of those things, but I want to make a change. So let her know that your direction, your focus is to create an atmosphere of love in your home. You want to do that by starting with your kind words. You want to do that by apologizing. You want to do that by being proactive and addressing issues beforehand before they become a problem. So probably you know right now, Jesus, what situation is the most volatile? Is it when one of you gets home from work? Is it the morning when you wake up? 
is it the night before you leave? And most likely it's when you're tired or hungry or stressed. So you know those. So you might say, I'm really tired. Um, I'm going to do my best to have a wonderful conversation or dinner with you. Um, and then maybe after dinner I'm just going to go um, to bed early because you know what time I have to get up. So prepare ahead of time. Be as kind as possible um, and repair any damage or apologize for any damage that you've done. And be that love of Jesus Christ to her and she will catch on. Even if the first few days or the, even the first couple of weeks, they're like, ah, I can't believe you're doing this. You're just doing this. What do you want? You know, like they might be kind of nasty, but if you continue to become more loving each day, they will respond with love as well. Okay, Jesus, so be kind, unifying, well, loving, apologize. If you have, go ahead. If you have another second or two, so I'm always being very uh, patient with her and love mm-hmm. her a lot. And uh, we, sh- like I said, we, we think we have a good marriage, but we've been struggling lately. And uh, so uh, the one thing, uh, when we, sometimes when, when we roam, you know, hardly is because sometimes I think she's not picking up her slack on her shorts at the house. Mm-hmm. I usually work long hours, and then I'm willing to do it, but I'm like, I'm out of time. I'm out of the energy. you got to mm-hmm. do your shorts. Like, mm-hmm. uh, if uh, there are no vegetables on the table, so I ask to see if you can do some vegetables ready for us. And, uh, mm-hmm. Oh, I'll get them. I'll get them. I said, no, but this is something we need to do every day and get them ready kind of uh, ahead of time, not... At the moment, because mm-hmm. then that's when I get a little cranky because I'm okay, we're we right at the yeah. table and where's the stuff? Yeah. See, I'm a, she's a, she's a home, uh, home mom. She takes okay. care of the house and I take care of the stuff. So that's what I'm thinking. What if she's not cutting enough for slack? And okay. Things. That's a good anyway, point, Jesus. Sorry. No, that's okay. But hold on. Uh, we need to go to our break now. So hang on. We'll finish the rest of that question right after this message. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. Food for the Journey, Sister Ann Shield. You know, we would avoid a lot of difficult arguments just spouting off at the mouth, as we sometimes say. Just ask the Lord, give me the words to say. Maybe I'm rightfully angry, but if I just shout and yell and scream, what good is that going to be? Brothers and sisters, God can give us much more control over our anger, over our fear, over our language. And so whenever you're in a tight spot, just stop for a moment and say, Lord, what would you have me do here? God is good. I don't mean he's going to say words that will come down from heaven. But if you pause just for a moment, you'll get hold of yourself. And you may well get a thought that you didn't have before. And sometimes it's just quiet, but it's enough to bring down the steam. And then you think what is really right to say here. You might be justifiably angry. How do we respect the other person while we're correcting them? Please, brothers and sisters, 
Let us open our hearts to God in those moments. Sister Ann Shields gives you food for the journey, weekday mornings at 645 and again at 1130 on 990 Ave Maria Radio. to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. This is Colleen Kelly Mast. I'm a life coach, author, a speaker, a mother, a wife, and a friend of yours, and I appreciate you being here with us, and I appreciate your calls. Give us a call with your question or personal problem. Your calls drive the show. You decide what the topics are today, and the number to get on today's show is 877 877- Five seventy three seventy eight twenty five eight seven seven five pep talk and hopefully at the top of the hour we're going to chat a little bit about um, Dr. Jerry Crete's new book from Sophia Press, the Litanies of the Heart, relieving post traumatic stress and calming anxiety through healing our parts. A beautiful blend of uh, theology and scripture and psychology um, for healing all these wounds that we carry with us from even before we were born, some of us. All right, and what about we're on now with uh, Jesus um, on his uh, second marriage, and his wife gets easily offended by his comments, and she is not cleaning the house, even though she's a stay-at-home um, mom. So we got he got some advice for the first part, so now we're on the cleaning issue. Okay, Jesus, I think you're, you're on hold here. I'm going to give you um, a suggestion for your wife, and that would be to not make you the nag, but introduce a third party that can help her with the cleaning. And the best one that I thought of right away over the break is Fly Lady. Fly Lady has uh, it's one of the house cleaning method that makes it so fun for housewives. Some of them have Fly Lady clubs in their neighborhood, but either get her the book. Or if she is, has access to um, a smartphone or computer, flylady.net. And Fly Lady has systems in place to make cleaning fun and short. And so it's, um, it's in, full of cleaning routines, what to do daily, what to do when you have 10 seconds, what to do when you have 15 seconds. So it's how to organize and manage your home. Because your wife, I don't know what her temperament is, but sometimes if she's home all day, she might just either lack initiative or not know what to do first or maybe be overwhelmed by the mess there. But Fly Lady makes it so simple. Um, Whether your wife works from a spreadsheet or a checklist or wants the app and emails to remind her or little messages to remind her each day, the Fly Lady system, she can find it even on YouTube. The Fly Lady, I just looked up their beginner guide to the Fly Lady system on YouTube. And then you have a certain schedule for cleaning and certain parts of the house, certain ways, you know, when you wipe up your sink. Um, and, and it kind of makes it fun and interesting. So recommend to her, just say, I don't want to nag you about keeping the house clean, but let's look up this fly lady system. So when you're together sometime and you're not so tired, 
either get on the computer or get the book at the library, Fly or Fly Lady, one of her, the Fly Lady books, she has several of them, get a chart, work on it together to get her chart, even if she's on like Pinterest or Etsy, they even have Fly Lady weekly cleaning, you know, fill in the blank pads and things like that. Um, so it might be that you might help her for the first cleaning or maybe even have some cleaning people come in and have a cleaning party, like bring it in, okay, have a spring cleaning, and then she's just got to maintain, and the fly lady stuff will help her. She, there's detailed cleaning lists on the uh, different zones of the house, and it kind of can make it fun. And that way, when you come home or, you know, or before you leave, you can say, hey, you know, how's your, what's your fly lady schedule saying today? So then you make the fly lady a third person, and you become less of a nag. Okay, Jesus, try fly lady and see if she has the, the motivation organization, or at least she's not so overwhelmed that she can break this down in small tasks, Okay. Very good. Appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Okay. All right. God bless you. And that goes for any of you husbands that think your wife who stays at home doesn't do anything, especially if, she, if she's got kids at home. I mean, she's she's exhausted as well. But we can't let our household chores create this disorderliness or, or hoarding create disorderliness. That there you that God is orderly. God is neat. God is creates all beauty, and he wants us to experience that orderliness that we need to teach our children and learn ourselves. So give us a call with your question or personal problem. See what we want to talk about next hour. It's going to be something from you. The number is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. We also want to think about um, the uh, the readings coming up this weekend and how we can, and also about Ash Wednesday coming up and being still. Uh, what, what, what do we want to practice in prayer, in sacrifice, in giving alms? What are we doing about love and, and sharing the love that we want to share here on uh, uh, coming up Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday and thinking about our Lenten resolutions and getting rid of maybe some of that noise, you know, the less TV or less music in the background and being still and know that we are with God and trying to find a way to connect with God a lot better this Lent. So whatever your concerns are as you're coming upon figuring out your Lenten resolution or how to love the person that you love this Valentine's Day, you give us a call too. The number is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. This is Colleen Kelly-Mast. You're listening to Catholic Radio. And this show is called Mast Appeal. And we'll be back in a few moments with our second hour offering free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. Ypsilanti, Detroit, W300CO Dexter, an Ave Maria radio station, and on the net at AveMariaRadio.net.
Welcome to our second hour of Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective by calling this toll-free number, 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK-LIVE every Saturday morning. My background is in family life education. I'm a certified life coach, author, a speaker, a mother, a wife. I'm from a large family, and we've had some of those same family problems that you have as well. We bring baggage with us to our marriages. We bring baggage with us to work. We have wounds that, you know, maybe it's even our perception of a situation that that we've ruminated about for several years. But um, here on Catholic Radio, we can get some Catholic solutions to our problems of the day. And so I had oh, she want to learn more about my work as well, Um, my speaking, my author, author, my book, my life coaching, you can go to my website, respect, the number four, the letter U, respectforyou.com. But for now, as I told you at the top of the first hour, we have a a guest to to tell us about this new book from Sophia Institute Press that I think you'll all want to purchase for yourselves and read through over and over again. And so we have the author here with us on our radio show here, Mass Appeal, um, Dr. Jerry Crete who wrote Litanies of the Heart, and the subtitle is Relieving Post-Traumatic Stress and Calming Anxiety Through Healing Our Hearts, or Healing Our Parts, he says. So so, so many of us are, are wounded and in need of healing. Sometimes we lash out at other people. It's hard for us to, to stay in relationships. But Dr. Jerry Crete accompanies you in this book on this journey to overcome your anxiety, overcome your trauma, um, whether it's a, a big trauma or a small trauma, or maybe even reading the book, you didn't realize you had this trauma. You just coped. You got through. You got over it. And you wonder why you've got this little sinking uh, spot in your heart. So um, I'd like to welcome him. He's a marriage and family therapist, a professional counselor, specializing in the treatment of trauma and addictions, as well as marriage counseling and treatment of clergy and religious. He's the founder of Transfiguration Counseling and Coaching. That's transfigurationcounseling.com. So he does do video counseling. All of you that are saying, oh, I want to see him. Help me with my trauma. So he does video counseling, coaching, spiritual care, consulting, and he operates out of Georgia. So are you here with us, Dr. Jerry? Is he on the air? Is he on the, the line there? Dr. Jerry, oh, wonderful. Okay, so glad that you are here. Um, So I uh, glanced through your book yesterday, and I loved every part that I read. I was pondering that litany of the wounded heart, a litany of the closed heart, litany of the fearful heart, and I'm so glad you can join us. Um, But in the introduction where it says that we'll benefit from your parts work therapeutic approach, before I ask any more questions, can you tell us, what are our healing parts that you want to address in this book, Litanies of the Heart? For lay people, yeah. okay? <laughs> All right, yes, and keep me grounded if I go anywhere. Okay, yeah, because we've got a lot of wounded listeners out here. And uh, so in lay language, what are our healing parts, okay? And then I'll ask you about this, what, you know, how we transform, you know, what's the key virtue in inner transformation. But tell us what are our healing parts. Let's start there with the basics. Yeah. Well, it's kind of this idea that we are, our personality is not just one thing. 
Okay. Right? We're not just this sort of monolithic personality that never changes and is always consistent. Or, I mean, if it changes, it changes as one thing. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that we have a mul- there's an inner multiplicity. And I kind of make the case that that inner multiplicity is a reflection of, you know, being created in God's image, but it's also a reflection of having the kingdom within, so to speak. It's a reflection of, of you know, that we have different, we actually have different parts. And a part is like a, you could call it a aspect of self, maybe, or a sub-personality. Okay. But it's like, you know, it's like there's a part of me that wants to, like, go work out at the gym after work. Mm-hmm. And I'm just healthy, and there's another part of me that's just like, no, I just want to veg and watch TV. <laughs> and do nothing. Okay, a lot of people understand those parts. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? There's a part of me that shows up at work, you know, that's a task oriented and, mm-hmm. and all this very helpful part. And there's another part of me that shows up when I'm socializing or when I'm just hanging out and this kind of thing. So we, and we talk about, we use this language often, you know, it isn't out of the ordinary to say, oh, there's a part of me that really wants to do that, and there's a part of me that doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. And so, we, what we're looking at is not that these are separate beings or anything, but, mm-hmm. but they're, they're, they're like an aspect of, of ourselves. And, mm, okay. and, and, you know, and we also know probably many people have heard of like this idea of an inner child. Right. right. This idea that, oh, there's a part of me that's sort of stuck somehow in the past that's reflecting like, you know, I'm carrying some wound or some sh- emotion like shame or whatnot. And so we, we sort of have this awareness. And so this whole approach of this healing approach is about connecting with our parts, also connecting with our spiritual center. And mm-hmm. St. Paul calls that the inmost self. Okay, because I was going to quote center. Paul. When you talked about those parts, I know that Paul speaks of that, like well, one part wants to do this, the other part wants to yeah. do this. <laughs> So, um, exactly. I do what, what I do not want to do, even, right? Exactly. So, so what, and St. James talks about our members being at war with each other. Yes, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so we understand those parts now. Matt Fred said about your book, he, Litanies of the Heart, he said it provides innovative approaches linking Christian meditation and psychology that will help the broken find comfort, consolation, and healing for their wounds. So, what would you say is the key to that inner transformation, again, in lay people language, that we want them to, to get this book and, and, and heal, let God heal them. So what's the, what's the key virtue in that inner transformation that we seek to become more like Christ? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say the key virtue is humility, but mm. a, a proper understanding of what humility is, which is not that we think... Yeah, of course, it's, it's that we don't think we're greater than we are. We're not full of pride. But it's also not thinking we're less than we are. Yeah. And, and so coming at it from humility, and I would say that core inmost self, the spirit, our spiritual center, best reflects the image of God in us. And it's, it's when, when it's, when we're access to it, when we're, you know, um, it's on, I would say undarkened, if you will, but if it, it's yeah. access to it, then, mm-hmm. then, Grace is able to flow through us, through mm. through that inner spiritual center, and we're able to bring, in, you know, and there's a sense in which our our spiritual center is naturally compassionate, naturally yeah. humble, naturally, and we bring that to our different parts. Because we're so made in the image and likeness of God, that's why, right? Yeah, yeah. And so when we have a part that is like, oh, I want to go work out of the gym, and another part that's like, oh, no, I just want to do nothing, or, you know, or, oh, I want to go do a holy hour, and another part of me is like, oh, I have to, I have to like, do chores around the house. And we're like, oh, how do we make those choices amongst our mm-hmm. parts, right? 
And so mm. we want to be able to access that inner self to be able to mm. be a leader in our own inner world where we're taking into account, hey, all these parts, they have a good point. Like the part of me that wants to go work out is wanting to be healthy. Hey, that's a good, that's a good thing. There's another part of me that wants to veg. Well, that, we can't do that all the time, but hey, we do need some time downtime, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and holy hour is a good idea. So going, you mm-hmm. know, it's also we do need to get tasks done around the house. So what we're doing is we're actually managing that inner world in a yeah. way that's compassionate and, and, and aligned, aligning our intellect and will. So there's a little Thomism in there, but like we're aligning those things together so that for our good. So it's really about loving ourselves in a proper way. Well, how do we, like, people still are confused when they hear that commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. So what is really meant by true self-love then? And, and I know you described this in your book, Litanies of the Heart, but, but give, us a, give us a short version of what, what is that true self-love? Yeah, because sometimes we think of self-love and we just hear, you know, uh, selfish. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just right. self-centered. Yeah. And, and that really isn't what we're talking about here. We're talking, and if, if it's true that we're commanded, literally commanded by Christ himself, to love others as we love ourselves, well, if we treat ourselves poorly yeah. and, and we're down on ourselves and we consider, you know, I'm bad and I'm no good or whatever it is, I'm unlovable, then that's how we're going to treat others? <laughs> that's surely not what God is commanding us ah. to do. If God, if, if God created us in his image, mm-hmm. if God, and we're a creation of God, then, then we, we, and when we disrespect ourselves, we're disrespecting God. Hmm. And so wow. we come at it, you know, if we have a part, a wounded part of ourselves, right, that, that is like maybe from bad things that have happened or whatever, believes, Hey, I'm not lovable, or I'm not worth being loved, or I'm yeah. a mistake, yeah. or whatever the negative yeah. stuff is. Mm-hmm. That that is not loving God ultimately, not mm. but it's because it's a falsehood. And so, loving oneself is breaking free, is is removing those burdens of shame and 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 removing those negative beliefs that are weighing the person down. So and to and, and so loving oneself properly frees those parts up to be truly liberated to be themselves for us in totality to be ourselves. And when there's inner harmony, when those burdens are lifted, then we mm, really are able are to love free. others. Yeah. Yeah. And God ultimately like yeah, we're able to actually, truly yeah, truly love. Yeah. I can think of some of my life coaching clients that can truly benefit from this. So in your book, Litanies of the Heart, um, that does combine uh, theology, combines biblical uh, Christian traditions, and gives like some real life scenarios. How could someone use your book? I mean, not that they're mentally ill and need to go to a counselor. It doesn't replace good professional counseling. But how could someone use your book to begin to open themselves up to, to God's grace and healing? This book, Litanies of the Heart. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, thank you for asking that. That's a great because I, I wanted to provide the intellectual information and the spiritual information, but I didn't think that was enough. You know, that's gonna, some parts of me are going to be all excited about reading that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I actually wanted to provide real experience, experiential activities to actually do it. And so I, you know, people are going to be like, oh, how do I connect with my parts? Yeah, How do I find that. out which so, part it is and what to do with yeah. it? <laughs> exactly. So every single chapter has an exercise to help you do that, do that very thing. Um, I'm hoping to get an audible version out 
soon so people mm. could actually read along if that helps people. But mm. for now, like, um, you can go through, you could do it in a group, right? You could read it out loud. Ooh, oh, wow. Like instead of having your Bible study group go through it when we, wow, that would be kind of vulnerable to do that with a group, but it would be absolutely beautiful as well. Yeah. Well, let me ask you I this. I already um, have a couple of life coaches, by the way, Catholic life coaches that are actually working in my practice that are actually going to be starting Litanies of the Heart book studies to do exactly that. Oh, wonderful. That's a great idea. Um, can you hang on till after the break and I can ask you a couple more questions? Yeah, sure. Oh, okay, go ahead. So we're talking right now with Dr. Jerry Crete. He is the author of a new book from Sophia Institute Press called Litanies of the Heart, Relieving Post-Traumatic Stress and Calming Anxiety Through Healing Our Parts. And so this is a combination of, you know, looking at ourselves spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, how it's all connected and how we can open ourselves up, no matter what our past trauma might be, to allow God to heal us. So I've got a couple more questions for uh, Dr. Crete, and we will go to our break and be right back right after this message. Ciao, my name is Antonio Ruggiero, and if you're in the mood for some real authentic Italian food, Antonio's is the place. We have awesome pizzas and calzones, and old school dishes like spaghetti carbonara alla buccelli, and polenta, and signature dishes like chicken Antonio that will bring your memories back to Italy. We have great authentic food, friendly service, and a wonderful atmosphere, all for a great price. So let our family cook for your family. Antonio's Cucina Italiana. It's time for Family Man with Dr. Gregory Popchuk. Did you know that the church calls your family to be holy? It's true. Now, don't freak out. The church isn't holy because the people in it are anywhere near perfect. It's holy only because Jesus is holy and because the Holy Spirit lives and works in it. And the same thing is true about your domestic church. Our families don't need to be perfect. We only need to open ourselves to God's grace so that we can share His love, healing, and forgiveness with each other and with the people we meet every day out in the world. Remember, holiness isn't restricted to grand gestures. It's as simple as doing ordinary, everyday things in a way that shows God's love. For more tips on living a holier life as a family, check out our books, Parenting Your Kids with Grace and Parenting Your Teens with Grace. Or visit CatholicHOM.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, but you can call me Ben. To discover more ways faith can enrich your life, visit CatholicCounselors.com. Ever thought you'd make a bundle by trading in or selling your used vehicle only to find out it's worth a dinner for two? Well, it's much more valuable to donate your vehicle to Ave Maria Radio. Thousands of Americans donate their vehicle each year. The donation to Ave Maria is easy, tax-deductible, and supports our efforts to evangelize. A year from now, will you remember that dinner or your gracious and selfless donation? Go to AveMariaRadio.net to find out more. That's AveMariaRadio.net. Good 
Good morning. Welcome back to Mast Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. This is Colleen Kelly Mast, your hostess each week here. You can learn more about my work at my website, respectforyou.com. Respect the number four, the letter U.com. And we are talking right now with Dr. Jerry Crete, the author of a new book from Sophia Institute Press called Litanies of the Heart, Relieving Post-Traumatic Stress and Calming Anxiety Through Healing Our Parts. And so we've talked about all those different parts, our spiritual, mental, emotional, physical parts, God's grace. And, and what Dr. Jerry does is combine the beauty of our faith with our own inmost self and I know a lot of people here are always worried and concerned about any of these inner healing types of thing is that new agey is that weird is you know is that going somewhere we aren't supposed to go because we know that the first commandment tells us not to to do certain things or or confer with energies that make false gods but but what we have in this book litanies of the heart is to utilize our faith the scripture the word of God for the kind of healing that we really want, that God really wants for us. So um, through this book, Litanies of the Heart, says Dr. Jerry guides you in identifying and understanding past wounds to achieve healing and experience lasting freedom. You'll learn how to enter into your inmost self, created in the image and likeness of God. So I asked him to hold over. Are you still here, Dr.? I am here. Okay. All right. One of the things that I, it says in your book, and I didn't get that far, so I wanted to ask you, um, eight characteristics of your redeemed inmost self. Because we do bring a lot of wounds. We don't always love ourselves as God loves us. And I talk regularly on the show, and I did even the first hour, about being transformed in Christ and allowing Christ to transform us. And maybe people are listening, like, it'll make them want to get the book more, to think, like, is there a checklist? Yeah, like, what are these eight characteristics of the, the redeemed inmost self? How do I know if I have a lot of wounds, or how do I know if I have healing? So what are these eight characteristics of the redeemed inmost self? Can you give us a clue on that to make us want to buy your yeah. book, Litany's of the Heart? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's so, I'm so thrilled that you actually brought that particular topic up because it was one of the things I thought was a, was it like a particularly creative aspect of what I was yeah. doing in the book. Yeah. Because a lot of what I'm doing is I'm really looking at this, these different models, internal family systems therapy, ego state therapy, and I'm trying to map them yeah. to our faith. Mm-hmm. So it's in, I'm doing integrative work. Right. But when with this, I actually, because uh, I'm a phenomenologist in my research, in, in my doctorate and all that, which mm-hmm. just means you're studying a lived experience and there's a whole way of researching in this manner. Mm-hmm. Well, and I learned that. I did that years ago. Well, I applied that type of research to the Gospels, to, mm. and in particular to Jesus. Mm. Because I thought, well, our inmost self, who's the perfect inmost self? Like, who's the perfect example yeah, of, of humanity course. being, mm-hmm. right, it's Christ. And so I looked at, so I went through the Gospels, and I was literally looking for um, examples of how Christ, who he was, what he was, because mm-hmm. he's always acting from his core self, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like he's, right. he's never acting from a dysregulated, burdened right. heart. He's the perfect core right? self. Right? <laughs> yeah, he's the perfect man, perfect human. So I, and so then, what I, as I discovered that he had all these qualities that are perfectly in line with everything else I knew about mm. the inmost self, like he was the ultimate lover. 
He was the ultimate seeker. He would seek the lost. He would love people. He was the ultimate protector. He was the ultimate friend, if you will. He was the ultimate healer. He was the, like all these characteristics, pathfinder, he bridge builder, he, he, he nurturer, he fit uh, over and over again. Those, you know, I name those qualities and they're, it's tricky to pick one, but if you read the book, like I explain, you know, why I gave those names to each, you know, to Christ uh, based on the gospels. And, but what it really did was painted a beautiful picture of who we're called to be in Christ. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Sounds wonderful that uh, all of us can benefit from that. So, and then he also, Jerry, Dr. Jerry Creed in his book teaches us how to develop all these qualities in ourselves and, you know, how do we be more calm, connected, compassionate, you know, curious or patient or persistent. So um, I want to thank you so much for being here with us. And, and you want to tell us, like, how people can get in touch with you and how to get your book, Litanies of the Heart? Sure, sure. Yeah, it, well, it's available on Sophia Institute um, uh, Press doc, uh, website. I think okay. SophiaInstitute.com. And so it's the best. That's probably the best place. And I think there's a Lenten special going on right now. Oh, good. And uh, <laughs> but it's, it's also on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all those normal places mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier my practice of transfiguration counseling, coaching. Yeah. I have a whole team of counselors, mm-hmm. Catholic counselors and Catholic coaches, and who are offering. I would say the counselors, you know, are offering healing of wounds, and the coaches are offering living a life that is full and flourishing. So we have that, but also souls and I mentioned soulsandhearts.com. It's a, a, a ministry that is about integrating our parts. Mm. And, uh, our, you know, the sound psychological approach with the Catholic faith. And so soulsandhearts.com, we have, like, blogs and podcasts and all sorts of things. And, and there's online communities, and if people are wanting to, you know, go even deeper from the book to, like, explore their parts from a Catholic perspective. Mm, soulsandhearts.com, huh? Okay. That yeah. sounds great. And they can get a hold of you and all your teachings through that. And if somebody does has, have some more serious problems they need counseling, his, his website is transfigurationcounseling.com for the curious. Um, go to soulsandhearts.com and learn a lot at his blog and get a copy of that book at sophiainstitute.com, Litanies of the Heart by Dr. Jerry Ken Crete, Ph.D. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited to finish reading your book, and I think a lot of our listeners will appreciate it as well. And just think of all the people that will be healed by God through these new awarenesses and this new knowledge and these new techniques. So I appreciate so much your work and for joining us this morning on Appeal. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Okay, this is Colleen Kelly Mast on Mast Appeal, the Saturday morning live show where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. Give us a call. The number to get on today's show, this next 40 minutes, is 877 573 7825-877-5-PEP-TALK. And I prayed last night those beautiful litanies from his book, Litanies of the Heart, and they, they just so beautifully touch your heart so well in their their healing in their own way for example i can just give you a few a few uh, moments of it on the the litany of the wounded heart starts out by saying jesus i offer you my heart with all its sufferings i offer you my heart with all its doubts 
I offer you my heart with all its hurts. I offer you my heart with all its fears. And then the next segment says, When I feel unseen, Lord, have mercy. When I feel unheard, Lord, have mercy. When I believe I'm not good enough, Lord, have mercy. When I feel inferior, Lord, have mercy. And another segment, this is a whole two pages, but I'm just reading some parts of it. Jesus, you created me in love. Hold me in your arms. Jesus, you created me for love. Hold me in your arms. Jesus, you know my true heart. Hold me in your arms. Jesus, soothe and comfort my weary heart. I trust in you. So the book we're talking about is Litanies of the Heart by Dr. Jerry Ken Crete, um, who operates out of uh, Georgia uh, in the Atlanta area and has two websites you can check out besides getting the book at sophiainstitute.com. His um, coaching, Transfiguration Counseling and Coaching, is transfigurationcounseling.com. And his uh, website and blog, he's co-founder of a website called soulsandhearts.com. The whole word written out, soulsandhearts.com. It's an online platform that provides mental health education through courses, podcasts, blogs, and online communities. And Dr. Crete that we just spoke to hosts his own podcast called Be With The Word. So uh, make sure that you... Get a copy of this book or check out his website, soulsandhearts.com, and share this with everybody you know so that we can heal the world through Jesus Christ, that we can look at all the different ways that combine the, the beautiful sciences that we have, the theology and the psychology, and be the loving person that God creates us to be. Give me a call with your question or personal problem. Your calls drive the show this next half hour. The number is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. This is Colleen Kelly Mast on Mast Appeal. At His Feet uses theater to help audiences experience scripture in a fresh and powerful way. Through dramatic scenes, music, and reflection, encounter Jesus in His living word, a ministry ready to visit your church, convention, Advent, or Lenten event. At His Feet, a soaking in scripture, a chance to have your heart moved by the power of His love. Visit mctdramaministry.org or call 313-359-1736. The Heart of the Interior Life with Elizabeth Jingle. In St. Ignatius of Loyola's sixth rule of his 14 rules for the discernment of spirits, St. Ignatius instructs us that when one is in a time of spiritual desolation, it is very advantageous to change ourselves intensely against the desolation itself, as by insisting more upon prayer, meditation, upon much examination, and upon extending ourselves in some suitable way of doing penance. What type of meditation is St. Ignatius inviting us to engage in during a time of spiritual desolation? Father Timothy Gallagher writes, Such meditation centers on those truths of faith, those words of scripture, those memories of our own life history, and similar considerations that reveal God's loving fidelity to us and so instill new spiritual vitality when our hearts are heavy. What might be your inspiration for meditation? For more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. 
It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. to our last half hour already of Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. We've already gotten a lot. I appreciate Dr. Jerry Crete coming on the show to talk to us about his book, Litanies of the Heart, and I look forward to continuing to read it, to to heal our inmost self, create an image and likeness of God, and develop those eight C's to be calm, Connected, compassionate, clear thinking, curious, creative, courageous, and confident. And additionally, learn to foster the five P's, patience, persistence, perspective, playfulness, and presence. Just think if we had all those eight C's and the five P's, would we be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect? Would we have that perfect personality and temperament like Jesus Christ? I'm going to read that book, see if it can help me. I bet it can. I was sad reading some of the litanies, actually, um, because they do bring you back to some sad memories of wounds that, yeah, as I said earlier, maybe it's something you just perceived that someone did to you or for you when you grew up in a large family like me. You, you don't know what bothered you the most or when you felt abandoned or unloved because you laid there crying because your mom was changing somebody else's diaper, things like that, and, and your body just retained that memory and used it later. So anyway, so go to Sophia Institute dot are they net or com? Sophia Institute dot com. Get a copy of Litanies of the Heart. Litanies of the Heart. I'll post that on my Facebook fan page as well. And last hour we also spoke to Jesus about his well, a couple things about his marriage, but one about his wife um not be able to motivate herself or get rolling and cleaning the house when she's home all day. And we mentioned flylady.net. Flylady.net for those of you that are sitting there surrounded by clutter and mess. Last night's dishes are still not done. Go to flylady.net. Get motivated, inspired, and get yourself a list of just short little spurts of energy that can help you do that. Even if you only have five minutes, you can make that kitchen look clean. Even if you only have five minutes, you can straighten up what that bedroom looks like. Pretend that Jesus was coming to your door and he was going to be there in five minutes and want to sit in your living room and talk to you. What would he see? If you took five minutes and cleaned up everything, even if you had to shove it in a big box and put that on the back porch, you'd feel like a little more organized, a little cleaner, right? Okay, give us a call with your question or personal problem, whether it's your problem in your relationship with God, relationship with yourself, 
relationship with other people, I'm here for you, and there are lines open. The number is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. So we're coming up on Lent and Valentine's Day. might be a good thing to consider giving up, like, unnecessary noise this Lent. I remember telling one of my daughter's friends, why don't, she was, like, over-talking. I said, well, why don't you give up talking for Lent? I mean, she was shocked, but she needed to. You know, what kind of silence do we need to, to, in order to connect God? We hear him in silence. We hear him in the whisper. He waits for us there, and he wants to spend time with us this Lent. And he loves us so much that he put Valentine's Day on the first day of Lent, on Ash Wednesday. So what do we need to do to to be silent, to come see our sins, our failings, our fears, our insecurities that need healing or need confession? You know, and maybe we need to just step out of our regular routine to do that. So uh, I recently read a list. It was in one of those uh, meditation books, Living with Christ at Mass. It said, a helpful list of ways to put silence into practice. One is and you might try some of these for Lent. Refrain from frivolous speech. Two, speak only when we have something worthwhile to say. And three is restrain our tongues when we desire to complain or criticize others, like give up complaining or criticism for Lent. How's that for a resolution? Four, they said, refrain from sharing our opinion on every topic imaginable. Five, resist the urge to fill every spare moment with noise. Hmm. So what if you did something positive as well? What if you did number three, restrain our tongues when we desire to complain or criticize others, and changed it with an affirmation or a scripture? You know, what if you trained your mind to respond like Jesus Christ would respond? You know, when we, uh, it was yesterday's gospel where the man had a speech impediment, remember? And, uh, like, what speech impediment do we have? Is it sarcasm? Is it harsh judgment? Is it verbal abuse? Is it impatience? Is it irritability? Is it criticism? Is it self-righteousness or pride? Like, what is our speech impediment? And yesterday's gospel of Mark, um, this man asked Jesus to heal his speech impeditive or impediment. Maybe you're argumentative. St. James, in his writings, say that most of us have a speech impediment. You know, so how are we using our tongue? How are we using our speech? Are we sharing the gospel with our words? This is Super Bowl Sunday coming up. What in our country is so enthused about buying food, inviting friends, dressing in the team colors? Are you for the Chiefs or the 49ers? Or they're talking about the players, you know. Um, you know, they're filling their refrigerator with various drinks. So, what if we took that same enthusiasm that everybody has in the whole culture about the Super Bowl, and they sell the most food ever at grocery stores, the most liquor? Uh, I think it's even bigger than New Year's Eve now. So what would happen if we took all that enthusiasm that our whole country is pouring into the Super Bowl and applied it to sharing the good news of Jesus Christ? To remind people of his mercy, to repent and turn to the gospel, to come to Ash Wednesday. What if you could tell everybody at your Super Bowl party that Jesus loves them, come and get ashes on Wednesday, come to confession today, come to confession on Saturday. You know, what impact would we have on the culture if all Catholics turned that enthusiasm into sharing the gospel? 
You know, in our, our, our uh, miracle this weekend's readings, we have this humble leper that approaches Jesus with faith, and Jesus heals him. You know, and, and God wants to heal us. He wants us to draw close to him. So what needs to be healed in us? You know, besides those sins of the tongue, what kind of leprosy do we have? Because the leper says, if you wish, you can make me clean. And Jesus moved with pity. He stretched out his hand, touched him, and said to him, I will do it. Be made clean. And the leprosy left him immediately, and he was made clean. So what do we need to bring to our Lord before this Lent? Do we have some speech impediment, some sin of the tongue that's creating division in our own family or expressing irritability, our own faults and failings, our impatience, our sarcasm? How can we turn that into the message of Christ, a message of love, a message of affirmation? Maybe we need one of those for a Lenten resolution. Maybe we need to restrain our tongues and affirm others or spread the good news of Jesus Christ to all those around us. Give me a call with your question or personal problem as you're trying to figure out what should I do for Lent to be more like Christ. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. This is Colleen Kelly Mast on Mast Appeal. We'll be back in just a moment. Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show with your question or personal problem, especially for those of you that are procrastinating, we have 20 minutes left, but we do have a line open. We got Jenny next, and then you could be after that. The number is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. Jenny from Nebraska, listening on Spirit Catholic Radio. Welcome to the show, Jenny. I'm so glad you called. How can I help you today? Yes, hi, Colleen. I uh, have a dilemma where uh, a lady, I've been working at this position um, longer than this, uh, about 20 years, and um, a lady had started about 10 years ago. Um, she, I, I, I don't know why she started ignoring me right away. They want to look at me. Um, she's a, a social worker, mm-hmm. and, um, and I do a lot of interpreting. And I could not get her to look at me. She ignored me, and um, we would have to do home visits. And she uh, did not ever come to uh, inform me about anything. She was going to uh, how we were going to work together. Huh. Uh, years. Uh, well, during that time. Um, I don't know why she got upset with me, and uh, I was trying to help a family, trying to find them, because I was worried about where they were located, and I found them, and I told her, could you help me, you know, I found this family, maybe we can help them get some more services. Well, later she got very upset, and uh, from then on, 
she told me never to talk to her, to ignore her, to never greet, to never greet her. And she, she, we were not going to be friends. I mean, I'm not even got, got a chance to even get to know her. And she was saying these things to me. I go, what's going on? Why is she, is she threatened by me? Why is she acting yeah. this way towards mm-hmm. me? Uh, she's ignored me every time I tried, and I say, I apologize if I did anything to you. Mm-hmm. I many times, and um, well, I couldn't take it no more. Where I, where before I did any of the home visits, I was in my car crying so so hard. Oh. I couldn't figure out what it was. Mm. I, I, I had I reached out to someone in a prayer line, but eventually I. Uh, Calmed down, and I just asked the supervisor if they could move me to another floor. Oh. I was there about five years, another area, but I didn't want to leave the position. But now they moved me back up to the floor that where she is. Oh boy! And, and <laughs> she's ignoring me, and, and she's laughing like nothing ever happened with other people. Ooh. She has like a group. Of, I don't know how to confront that when I hear her laughing like she's enjoying, like she's nothing. Her enjoying um the work and I was there longer and I and um I just feel all casted. I don't have to work with her but I do see her and I hear her. Never has she come and approached me to say mm. anything about the past. I'm sorry, let's let's work together. I'm just wondering I don't know what to do. I don't wanna leave this position. Okay. All right. Wow. This must be so difficult. Each day when you go to work, it, it hurt must hurt again. So um, I have some suggestions for you. Um, first of all, I do want you to address it. Don't just ignore her. Just don't ignore it, uh, you know, this situation, because it's wrong and it hurts. And now that you have to be on the same floor again, it's going to just create a pain every time you go to work. And you don't need to be wounded just by the circumstances of being in the same room or presence or floor with that person so I would start Jenny with 30 days of prayer for her so find 30 days a particular prayer maybe it's Lord make me an instrument of your peace the prayer of St. Francis or say an Our Father St. Michael prayer that is kind of a deliverance prayer um, you choose a prayer maybe a, a memorari <laughs> ask the Blessed Mother to help you or 30 days of prayer for her that's what I would start and then to uh, to just pray that God will love her, touch her heart, that she may feel loved, and that before you approach her, he would open her heart, that she might receive your request well. So 30 days of prayer for her is the first part of our recipe. Then I would send her a note. There might be a work mailbox, or you can mail it to her, however you want. Just send her a note, just saying, you know, it's sad for me, um, for whatever division might have been caused in the past, and I would love to reconcile in, um, in some way with you. And then make an offer to say, can we meet for coffee? Or would you just like to respond to this note? And so you give her a choice. You know, just tell her that you'd like to find some form of reconciliation. And if she's willing to meet with you for coffee, you know, after or before work, um, go there with an open but guarded heart. She might have something to say that is 
maybe her own wound or problem or, you know, as you say, she might be, you know, jealous or envious or, you know, it, it might be some problem that really isn't yours but hers. But be prepared if you open yourself up to that. She could just lamb blast you. But be prepared that that is her just getting it out, processing it, and don't take it in because you're trying to be sweet and good and reconcile. So so then if she does, if she is willing to meet, um, just meet with her, listen, and, and be kind and say, Hey, can, you know, can we be friends? You know, we're working together. Um, we have a lot in common. And then find something that you do have in common that you can talk about. If you both love, you know, flowers or um, the way you design your workspace or, um, you know, find something that you can talk about together. If she's Catholic, you can talk about Lent or uh, what you're giving up for Lent or things like that. So, so find a way to talk to her. And if she re- doesn't respond at all, um, that's a, a third thing. But the second thing is if she responds with just a note, then you just respond to that with kindness. You know, and if she says, well, you know, it hurt my feelings that you did this or, you know, just apologize for it again and just say, what can we do to, to repair the damage, to make up the difference, to be friends again? And if she doesn't answer at all, you wait another 30 days and you pray for her again and just say, I sent a note. I would like to, to reconcile with you um, so that we can, you know, be courteous to one another in our work day and maybe even be friends. And so follow up with a 30-day note if she does doesn't respond to that and then after three notes you stop writing the note and you just start smiling at her so what you want to do is bring the presence of God's love to the workplace you want to smile and you want to not you know how your body language can kind of say it's you've got this shield around you like you want the angels to protect your heart from being hurt by her but you want to emit the love of God so it's a a kind of an interesting energy where you feel guarded or protected you ask your guardian angel protect my heart from any any injury any um, lashings out that somebody might do for me and let my heart be filled with the love of God so nothing can penetrate it so that's one mindset you bring to the workplace but the other is Holy Spirit let me be on fire with your love that your love shines for me that everybody in the room can feel it because I might suspect that now you're going in pretty cautiously like oh boy what can I say I'm walking in eggshells and now this person is here so you want to bring in like God's love and pray every morning if you can go to mass before you go to work and that your God's love fills your heart so much and the fire of the Holy Spirit fills your heart so much that people can feel when you walk in the room like wow Jenny walked in the room again I can feel the love of God. So fill yourself with the love of God. Emit the love of God. And speak with the love of God. Smile with the love of God so that nothing can hurt you from there. So you're going to bring this new presence and pray for her. Then send her a note. And I think all of that between um, the atmosphere and the grace of the prayers, um, we'll be able to find a, a new way to go to work and actually enjoy it. So thanks for the call. And I appreciate that, and I I hope things go well with you, Jenny. I'll pray for that intention. It's time for our break. We'll be back with more of Mass Appeal right after this message. When you work from home, it can get a little lonely. I spent most of my adult career either in a buzzing newsroom, out on the streets covering stories, and in the county government building handling communications surrounded by dozens of co-workers I bumped into throughout the day. Well, running my company, Epiphany Communications and Coaching, it's just me and Jesus on most days. 
He, of course, is all around me, in my heart and soul, but it's his picture that sits on my mantle in my office that guides my day. I look at him and talk with him about my day, my frustrations, my clients, my goals, my little successes, and sometimes my sadness. That picture gifted to me by my cousin Jennifer keeps me focused and centered. That picture brings me peace and joy, even on my most stressful or dullest days. It's not just the beauty of that picture I love. It's because I know Jesus guides my thoughts and prompts my actions. He inspires my words and compels my heart. That picture reminds me Jesus is with me always. This has been a Christ Center communication message. I'm Vanessa Dunhagarmo, a communications evangelist and host of Epiphany. When should you receive the sacrament of confirmation? In the first centuries, the Catholic Catechism tells us baptism and confirmation were generally conferred together in what some referred to as a double sacrament. Confirmation is ordinarily conferred by the bishop in his role as apostolic successor. As time went on and the number of rural parishes grew and infant baptisms multiplied, it became difficult for bishops to officiate. In the West, the desire to have the bishop administer confirmation, which perfects baptismal grace, caused the temporal separation of the two sacraments. The Eastern tradition, however, has kept baptism and confirmation united so that the priest administers both, confirmation always being done with the myron or holy oil consecrated by the bishop. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. You're listening to Ave Maria Radio. Ave Maria Radio. Welcome to our last segment today of Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. We spoke of some things. People are going to email me and say, oh, I was driving down the street and couldn't write this down. One of the websites for if you want an organized way to uh, clean your house and reminders to do so and fast ways to do it, flylady.net we mentioned last hour. I remember also when I was younger um, and uh, some of the moms in the neighborhood read another book called Sidetracked Home Executives, similar type of thing. And then at the top of this hour, second hour, we interviewed Jerry Crete on Litanies of the Heart, a book from, a new book from Sophia Institute Press, Relieving Post-Traumatic Stress and Calming Anxiety Through Healing Our Parts, All the Parts of Ourself. So get that book. I'll post that on my Facebook fan page after. Let's talk a little bit more, a little bit more about uh, Lent if we're going to give up um, the sins of the tongue. How do we tame our tongue for Lent? You know, maybe not talk unless we're asked to or smile. Always respond with a smile, with love, with affection, and stop gossiping. Like, why do people get pleasure of gossiping? The book of Proverbs clearly indicates uh, the sinful nature of gossip and uh, slander and judgmentalism. And Proverbs 20 says, a gossip tells secrets. So don't hang around with someone who talks too much. Uh, Proverbs 11 says, It is foolish to belittle a neighbor. A person with good sense remains silent. A gossip goes around revealing secrets. But those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. Proverbs 16 says, A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. 
Gossip separates the best of friends. And that first part, a troublemaker plants seeds of strife, reminds me of the divisiveness that all too many couples have in their marriages. I'm working with a um, a couple in uh, life coaching that is so divisive in their speech that they don't realize how much they are hurting the other person. Or we don't realize when we um, talk bad about Anybody, you know, whether it's uh, even true or say, uh, you know, that that we detract from others in our speech, our, our mean words are scattered. Some of you might remember that story from St. Philip Neri, that 16th century saint. Um, a woman came to him in confession um, and confessed the gossip, and he told her that story. Uh, you know, he said, uh, take a feather pillow to the top of the church bell tower, rip it open, and scatter the feathers to the four winds. You know, it's probably not the kind of penance she expected or what she was used to. She probably thought she'd get three Hail Marys. But the penance didn't end there. Then St. Philip Neri gave her a second and more difficult task. He said, come down to the bell tower, from the bell tower, and collect all the feathers that had been dispersed through the town. And, of course, the woman couldn't do it. And that was the point that Philip Neri was trying to make in order to underscore that destructive nature of our words. You know, when we hurt someone, when you hurt someone you love, you say mean things to your spouse, you hurt their heart. And you can't take that hurt back. You can try to repair it. Or when you gossip about somebody or ruin their reputation, you cannot take that back. It spreads. And when we think of St. Philip Neri's penance of spreading all those feathers out, we want to not open that pillow. We don't want to spread dishonor or division in our families, in our in our workplace, in our communities, even in our parish. You know, that things that people have spoken can harm others. And they pass on and the tales get bigger and bigger. And so... When we think of telling the truth, being kind, affirming others with our words, think of what Jesus said to people. He would, Yes, he would say, go and sin no more, but he would always greet them with love and look at them with love. So think of the ways that maybe this Lent you can tame your tongue. You might be taming your tongue for what you eat, but you might also be taming your tongue for what you say, that your language is not manipulative and divisive or boasting or complaining or indiscreet or lying. But what can you do to affirm others, to to bring about the good, to spread the good news, to spread the love of God, to spread real love here as we have a Valentine's Day mixed with Ash Wednesday? How can we love? So when you love somebody... You will be good to them, um, just as we, in the, the, at the top of the first hour, how little kids perceive love. And when you mean love, and you love someone, you should say it a lot. Thanks for being here with us today on Mass Appeal. This is Colleen Kelly Mass reminding you, use your tongue to be Christ to others. Be affirming, loving, and spread the good news. Appeal is produced by Ave Maria Radio and broadcast through the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Copies can be purchased or free downloads can be found at the Ave Maria website, AveMariaRadio.net. If you have a comment or question for Colleen, write to Colleen at AveMariaRadio.net. 
or Mass Appeal at AveMariaRadio.net. And listen for Mass Appeal Saturday mornings from 9 to 11 Eastern Time for free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective.